0: Hello, hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth
1: Coffee Chat. Good to see you guys here today. Hopefully, hopefully, well, I've worked out a few different ways to make my tech work today,
0: but um, hopefully we don't have any uh, uh, issues disrupting us in our Wealth Coffee Chat this morning. Welcome to another one. Good to see the regulars here, James, Chris, Allison, Jeff, Brendan, good to see you guys on, as always. Uh, thankful Thursday, let's call it that.
1: Um, Jason Wittons by name, if you knew, if you knew, you found us by accident or you found us on purpose,
0: welcome, uh, give us a shout out in the chat. Morning, Laura,
1: Michelle, Fiona, how are you, mate? Say so, good day. Tell us where you're from. If you're new,
0: I've been uh, quick intros. Been property investing myself over 20 years. Uh, myself and my business partner Sam, we've been coaching property investors
1: across Australia, New Zealand, over 18 in a professional sense. And
0: uh, along the way, we've done many, many, many thousands of deals. I think
1: uh, we. Try to keep track of it, but it's over 7,000
0: property deals. I'll say that again 7,000 property deals with our clients, helping them purchase those properties and many um, ourselves personally. So, welcome along. Uh, and uh, along the way, we've learned a couple of things. And in the morning, we have a little coffee, well, I do anyway, go live, and then a bunch of mad keen property investors just like you jump on and hang out with me, Um, and so we can just sort of chat about uh, what's going on out in the marketplace. So uh, great to see you guys um, as we go. Uh, Good morning, James, Murray, Stephen. Ah, there you go.
1: Morning, Nigel. What's going on? All right. Today, I was going to chat to you guys uh, about market
0: factors that, uh, that grow, well, not necessarily grow, but push the values temporarily and sometimes long-term and sometimes forever, Uh, Push the values of real estate uh, up over time, and um, you know there's a couple of market factors that we all uh, must understand as property investors that uh, that we need to sort of uh, you know get our heads around when it comes to real estate, so we can understand what will. Uh, impact us as property investors. So let's get into it today. There we go. Hopefully that works. I'll go back to my main shot and put
1: that one over there. But um, so what are the factors that grow or
0: uh, restrict or even sometimes decline property values, folks? Um, Let's have
1: a quick look. This and chuck a few in the chat if you know uh, what are the factors and
0: there's kind of two parts to so this. Sam has has a uh, what's, what he calls a four x growth matrix and it's quite detailed. Um, um, but today we're going to do a quick high level. Sam drills down into the Forex growth matrix pretty significantly, but there is two
1: major sort of parts to um, growth in real estate, and we're going to
0: talk about the second part today, um, but there's two forces. There's you. You can choose and do something to real estate to make it grow, or you can do something stupid and make it decline, just so you know.
1: Uh, You know what? People are the most unreliable when it comes to real estate investing, not
0: property, not the market. That Real estate and property is actually
1: fairly consistent in its behaviour and its outcomes, folks. People, you and me. Man, we're all over the place, all over the place.
0: One day it's property, next day it's internet, Amazon business. The
1: next day it's cryptocurrency. The next day it's,
0: I don't know, whatever it is. Buy some real estate and own it for a long time. Uh, I forgot to say, we have a saying around here at this Wealth Coffee chat. There are two sayings. Two
1: sayings that I always try to communicate uh, in my coaching
0: and teaching. It is, one, this thing is a marathon, not a sprint. Real estate is a long-term investment process. If you are not prepared to own a
1: property for 15 years or more and you're not allowed to complain about the property, Property before then,
0: not allowed to. Don't I don't want to bloody hear it, folks. Hey, my property hasn't gone up. How long you owned it? ah oh, three years. Get over yourself. You decided if you're in our and our in our circle of influence, you purchased that property, which is the other saying we have here.
1: At the beginning, buy well. If you buy a property that you
0: not certain that you want to own for fifteen years. Your fault. Your problem.
1: Make sure you understand which real estate you're going to buy and keep for
0: a long time. There you go. Anyway, I wasn't planning on a bit of a rant, but I did one. Fifteen years or more, folks. That's where we at. So you be consistent. All right, we're going to talk about that. How can you? impact real estate values, positive or negative,
1: Uh, and how, uh, what is the other, what is the other thing, the other thing that can impact
0: the real estate values are market forces, market forces, and we'll talk
1: about them in a second, quickly, you, when it comes to the choosing of the style of real
0: estate. We're not going to talk to psychology today. Uh, maybe I'll dive into that one. One of the ones is, uh, you know, make a plan and stick to it. Um, but number one, how can you buy uh, and create value as a real estate investor? Um, how you buy certain real estate, you buy a property for a discount, you can purchase it under market value. That's how you can force value by doing a great deal at the moment, at
1: the moment. um, The market, the sellers are mostly in charge
0: and the buyers are kind of chasing their tail, but it's still not impossible to get a good deal. So just so you guys know, uh, discount deal. Uh, you can renovate
1: a property. You can buy an old property and add value to it. That's how you can you can do that. Um,
0: you can uh, do something else. What what we call like either a subdivision, buy a piece of land, chop it in half, make two. Or you can strata. Okay, strata is kind of the the subdivision of apartments, basically. Um, that are all built in one go. Um, You can uh, buy some land and you can construct, okay? We like that one, land and construction. It's actually a very good way of adding value um, to uh, your property and your portfolio. And last but not least, you can buy real estate off the plan. You can put down a deposit today, and the market and uh, uh, the market and the
1: developer and the builder adds the value over time. So today we're going to talk mostly about the market
0: forces, things that happen in the market that that create value in real estate. So put it in the chat for me, if you guys know, and uh, I'm sure a few of you guys have some ideas, what are the things in the marketplace that will add value or take value
1: away? in the real estate marketplace? Chuck them in the chat for me right now because
0: there are some very interesting things afoot at the moment,
1: as you guys would know, unless you've been living under a rock in the real estate world, that um, uh, we as property investors,
0: just want to take advantage of and or understand when it comes to our property portfolios and so let's have a look at the market what is going to um what is going to uh, influence the marketplace uh, as the the most
1: uh, um, uh, most in order for us as a Investors and Alison's got stuff in there. Certainly, that uh, infrastructure uh, piece, Alison. So let's go
0: through these as we go. Number one, the one that that affects the marketplace
1: property market um, often um, and fast is interest
0: rates. Okay, interest rates. Um, uh, infrastructure, Brendan. Yes, good. We've
1: got infrastructure there. So the one that that can affect market directions and market values
0: um, uh, quite consistently is interest rates. Now,
1: on its own, um, mostly these things. If they're if they have a combination of one,
0: two, four, all six can be quite lethal, positive or negative. All right, so
1: interest rates. Interest rates going down give you, the borrower, more potential for
0: buying power. Most unsophisticated,
1: uneducated property purchasers will spend the maximum, on with their ability to borrow. So what happens is
0: if interest rates are up, then your ability to borrow is down a bit. If
1: interest rates are down, your ability to borrow is up a bit and you will spend the maximum that sets the pace, okay? Interest rates. So at the moment, interest
0: rates have been quite low. They might tick up a little bit. Okay, so there is concern in the marketplace.
1: If interest rates go up, you know, a bit, property prices will go down. Now, that is very one dimensional. And I'm going to show you today, and a few of you guys are already on to this, the things that can. Effect, other.
0: There's a few other dimensions, uh, and Jeff is on to it. There,
1: the the uh the, the main one that is next is politics. Uh, slash policies, right?
0: All is is that police policies. Anyway, I don't know how to spell policies. Anyway, maybe someone could chuck it in the in the chat for me. Policy. Anyway, I'll, I'll rub it out, and then when you let me know how to spell it, there you go. A little bit of dyslexia uh, in my
1: uh, in my English. There, yeah. but. Politics and policies, the government's opera,
0: um, uh, uh those institutions
1: can affect the market direction and property values uh, policy.
0: Okay, there you go. Thanks, man. P-O-L-I-C-I-E. Yes, there you go. Policies, something like that, folks. The policies, APRA, coming up with some, you know, strange idea
1: when it comes to borrowing. Those things can affect values or market direction up or down. And you guys have experienced this really in the last
0: probably 10 years. We've had a number of interesting experiences. when it comes to the market affecting value direction one way or another. So politics or policies. Um, And often, folks, when we look at these things, there is not
1: much we can do about them. But we need to understand uh, these things and understand, you know,
0: how much effect they will have and not get too sort of chicken little about interest rates going up.
1: So at the moment, policies are fairly consistent at the moment. APRA is mucking around, but I don't think they're going to have any
0: major impacts on policy and lending in the short term anyway, in the next couple of years. Um, uh, as we go along, which is which is which is important so interest rates, politics and policies those are the things that can happen fairly fast, fast
1: um, and can affect the marketplace kind of in you know in what I would call in order
0: of effect or in order of magnitude team right. The- Next one, um, and Jeff was on it right there.
1: Uh, supply uh, and demand, right? Okay, and at the moment,
0: at the moment, we have and something that that uh, I believe is going to um, make the interest rate conversation almost irrelevant. Okay, so we have this this interest rate
1: conversation of oh interest rates are going up up. But supply, ladies and gents, supply is so so poleaxed, Check this out. Um you know, they're having a big uh, big affordable Crisis meeting. Oh, let's see if I can move that around over here a bit. Um, you know, we
0: need to speed up supply in Australia.
1: Yeah, all right. We have a, a a significant shortage in our supply chain right now, and uh, Sam's going to.
0: Talk about this uh, at mentoring next uh, next week, and
1: also in the coming months, folks. You know there are so many projects,
0: and so many properties uh, in the supply chain right now. Not only, uh, not only did we have the uncertainty of COVID hit in late. 2019, early 2020,
1: which sort of took the steam out of, you know, any developer's confidence. You're like, hey, listen, the, you know, the worst pandemic the world's ever seen. Yeah, let's go, let,
0: let's go flat out. Let's go flat out on um, developing. You know, um, that didn't happen, so people backed off. Developers backed off. That slowed supply down. Uh, But at the same time, interest rates were low. And, uh, you know, the market kicked into gear as soon as the government
1: gave some sort of, remember, what happened? The government had a policy
0: to boost the construction market, giving away free money. So there was about, I think Sam's got the, the facts on this, there's about 65,000 people
1: um, who bought a property, folks, um, that
0: wouldn't have bought a property unless it was free money. Right? Listening? And that's an interesting one because it was kind of like a fake moment in time. However. What that's done is it has absorbed massive amounts of supply. Land supply has been absorbed almost like two years in advance, folks, two years in advance. So I believe the supply conversation is going to trump for quite a while the interest rate conversation, okay, That interest rate conversation. So just keep that in mind. Supply is, yeah, supply is absolutely poleaxed, okay, uh and it's getting worse because we've got labor shortages now, labor shortages, and we have um material shortages. Okay, so this supply thing's not going away anytime soon, folks. Um so in uh the next one is population slash demographics, right? Uh, and uh Chris I said it uh there, all right. Population. Uh when we get more people in an area, you know, values increase. Now we go, all right, well, you know, nobody's come to Australia, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, maybe we haven't had international migration, which is coming, Yeah, immigration, folks, it's coming. As soon as the government can open the gate safely with policy, it is coming. I can tell you they are absolutely desperate. And you watch, we will have a record Calling it now, put a little note in this one, population growth, that's it, Chris um, We are going to have record immigration probably for five years, I would say, in a row. Five years in a row, that's my call, um, because the government needs to catch up on what's going on. And the only way to fix our labour issues in this country is to get some more people into the country because we have severe, severe skill shortages uh, across Australia, um, uh, which is interesting, uh, this uh, this severe skill shortage is doing one good thing at the moment, folks, and that is uh, that is is helping out jobs and employment. It's actually putting some pressure on wages for the first time in over a decade, folks, um, for wages to go up. So we have got the supply and demand thing going in the right direction for us, Um, jobs and employment is quite solid and it is looking good, we are going to have a population explosion, 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 folks, when it comes to uh, uh, this stuff, okay, Uh, as we go along. And, you know, last but not least, um, a few of you guys sort of said infrastructure in there, which is, which is certainly uh a uh, uh, a good one where there's infrastructure um um uh, infrastructure uh planned uh and invested in right now where does that look right so you think about this now team folks ladies and gents think about it right now where and the other one here like we we just sort of said you know okay tell me in the chat right now um Where in Australia has the population exploded? Which state? Which area? Ladies and gents, um, yeah, absolutely, Alison. Businesses are turning going back to the CBD. It's going to be it's resetting some of those values in there where businesses um, are going to be very profitable to run from those places. Alison, listen, the world's not going to you know after you know hundreds of years, thousands of years of you know behaviour or centrally organised around a CBD location. The world's just, you know, after one or two years of a pandemic going, oh, that's it, we're never going back to the CBD. That's, that's, that's stupid. That's not, a, that's not a smart idea. It will change a bit. The CBDs will have got so many trillions of dollars of infrastructure, which are really good, people enjoy, that will, that will um, be re-enjoyed. Really enjoyed. I don't know if that's the right word anyway. But Chris, you're on it, mate. You're on it. Folks, we've had over 30,000 people internally in Australia move to southeast Queensland. Uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, we've got a terrible supply. Um, the population is exploding. Jobs are up. And in Queensland, folks, you know, Brisbane won the Olympics uh, and there are more infrastructure projects than you can poke a stick at. So big tick in the box there. Another place that's going absolutely flat out at it for infrastructure is Melbourne. I love Melbourne. Um, I think it's the best value uh, from a buying point of view city in the country at the moment. Um, The challenge with Melbourne, and it always has been, is its yields are low and it has been forever. It has been the lowest yielding city for over 20 years, from a rent point of view, um, but right now you'll be able to buy. Sam's going to talk about this. The gap between housing and apartments Australia wide is at record value gaps, um, and yeah, you watch this space, folks. The the day of the apartment values catching up and getting their run on on capital growth is well upon us. Uh, And if you buy good stuff, because there's a lot of rubbish in apartments, unfortunately, if you buy good stuff, watch out, watch out. Here we go. Yeah, shame about the Melbourne traffic. Yeah, you're right, Alison. Yeah, traffic. How do we solve traffic? Um, Anyway, there you go. So infrastructure team, there you go. So if we were to sort of colour code this right now, this is what I would give um, uh, things right now. I would give... Uh, I would give interest rates maybe uh, an orange light. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it's it's not a big deal. It's it's um, it's uh, it's a beat up uh, politics and policies. I would give it an orange light. There's always some friggin' maniac who wants to you know beat the drum about all these rich property investors who are ripping off the world, which is a bloody bunch of shit. Um, you know, oh, let's get rid of negative gearing, let's let's get rid of capital gains tax and all this sort of stuff just for grandstanding purposes. You know, there's always a possibility of a maniac like that, but at the moment, I think it's pretty low. And what we have right now, folks, is supply and demand in a positive direction going to absolutely poleaxe the direction of the market. Um population, jobs and employment, infrastructure in the right spots. And I would actually go back and I would put from a long-term point of view, even if the interest rates went up a percent, folks, from 2% to 3%, come on, seriously, <laughs> the money's so cheap. Back in my day, my first loan was 12%. You know, my mum and dad's first loan was 19%. I don't think we, uh, we get the picture. If we've just started borrowing today, there you go. Anyway, folks, that's it. Wealth coffee chat done and dusted. Hope that made sense. Um, I hope that made sense today when it came to a little bit of a chat about you know what are the forces that create value uh, in the market and push value up. Um, it's those forces over that side that we need to understand and you know take advantage of, or mate, just sit back and chill because you know. The momentum's coming. Anyway, there you go. Uh, I've rabbited it on a bit long, um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we got there. Uh, all right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat, over and out. You guys be awesome. Be well. Join me tomorrow for another one um, uh, as we go. Uh, finish off the week, Friday. See you tomorrow. About the same time, 8.05.
1: Bye, folks.